Welcome to Spartan Up. Next week, we'll be back to our usual interview format with a special Veterans Day episode. In the meantime, we're bringing you another session from the ATP Science stage at the Spartan World Media Fest in Tahoe at our World Championships. This session is about the growing adoration of the trail and trail running. It's moderated by our own Spartan Up host, Johnny Waite. He'll intro all the guests in just a minute. If you're not familiar with these names, you will be soon. Johnny talks to Ian Sharman, Mike Wardian, Tara Goucher, and Terry Chiplin. I hope you'll stay to the end of the interview. I love the part where they talk about why they believe in running and the value it's had in their own lives. One quick technical note. The stage was outside, and as you'll hear, things got a little bit windy. Welcome to Spartan World Media Fest, brought to you by ATP Science. I'm Johnny Waite. I'm one of the hosts of the Spartan Up podcast. But today my role is to moderate a group of pretty amazing trail runners. And our, our conversation today is about the growing adoration of the trail. And uh, it's, it's something I, I've been around just the last few years, and I, I, I get why people love it. But you guys have been around it for a long, long time. Most of you, actually. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit. But I want to hear your stories about um, what you've noticed about trail, what brought you to it, uh, what brings other people to it. So first, I'm just going to quickly um, uh, introduce each of you and, uh, and have you say uh, a two-second blurb about whatever you want, really. So first of all, we've got Peter Maximow. Peter is uh, with the American Trail Running Association. And uh, uh, Peter, tell us a bit about you. Well, uh, you can't see me right now, but I have a very large beard. That's my distinguishing feature. Um, I've been with the American Trail Running Association for three years now. I've been trail running, mountain running, ultra running for 25 years now, so most of my life. And I've been on three U.S. mountain running teams and uh, won a silver medal in Zermatt, Switzerland back in 2015. One thing I thought was really cool when I saw you guys all come up was kind of like a, a reunion. Uh, most of you know each other somehow. Or uh, Terry Chiplin. Terry is with the U.S. Trail Running Conference, uh, also known as an ultra entrepreneur. I, I loved that when I was reading your bio. I didn't know that bit. Well, okay, that, I'm going I'm to call you an ultra entrepreneur. It really did say that. I'm serious. I'm the event director for the U.S. Trail Running Conference. Uh, I do not have a beard uh, currently, <laughs> but I do have a large nose just for those that are looking. Fair enough. So we're going to go down to Kara Goucher. Oh, hi, I'm Kara, and um, I've only run one trail race in my whole life, so I'm not really sure why I'm here. Kara's run a little bit, though. She's very modest. She's, I run a little bit, yeah. She's certainly run a lot. It's just that she's finally got off the pavement. Yeah, I'm excited to try something new. This community seems really welcoming and, and inviting, and so I want to be... I want to give it a shot. And then beside her is Camille Heron. And Camille, uh, you have a bunch of world records. Uh, you're very well known in the 100-mile world. Yeah, hi, I'm Camille Heron. I, uh, I've mainly been a road ultra runner. I've been going after these world records. I won comrades. Uh, but I've also dabbled in the trail running world. I'm hoping as uh, time goes by that I can get into doing more trail running. And uh, it's pretty cool to be back here because this is where Western States is. And I've been here a few times. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to, to see that bridging together the Spartan world with the trail running world. And Ian Sherman, I have a very uh, brief story uh, my connection to you in 2013, I was at Josue Stevens race in Fuego y Agua, and a big conversation was that was when you were battling for the uh, the World Series of uh, Ultra Running, and it was back and forth between you and because you won it in 2013, right? Uh, I did. So it was the uh, Grand Slam. Grand Slam. Running. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So that, myself and Nick Clark. Yeah. 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 So that, that was 2013. We had a big year that year. Yeah. Uh, I've been trail running for about uh, 10 plus years, and, and more running on top of that. But I didn't start until I was about 25. So, um, yeah, I just love all types of trail race, but particularly 100 milers. And it's so cool being sat here about 10 feet away from the start of the Western States 100 miler because yeah. that is one of the 
major parts of my life. It's, it's made up uh, a lot of the last decade for me. Welcome home. Thank you. And Mike Wardian. Mike um, has a, uh, he's very well known in the endurance world. Uh, you're, you're kind of an, I, I don't want to say Ironman as in triathlete, but an Ironman in that you, you put a lot of miles on more than just about anybody. Is that fair to say? Uh, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. I'd say, um, yeah, I'm known for racing um, kind of any distance, road, trail, treadmills, in costumes, Camille and uh, Ian are both uh, yeah. aficionados of uh, running in costumes. Yeah, so I'm multiple uh, world record holder in, in different things. This year, I just set a world record for running 10 marathons in 10 days, uh, seven wow. of which were on seven different continents, uh, awesome. which was pretty awesome. And then I got the chance to run on one of the most beautiful trails I've ever been on in the Israeli National Trail. I set the fastest known time um, running around 1,000 kilometers in 10 days um, wow. in March of this year. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I want to mention when you said about running in costumes, when I was doing my research, I knew this was going to be a fun, <laughs> fun panel because at least three of you are well known for running in costumes. Yeah. And uh, you also had a record for uh, the fastest marathon pushing a stroller. Yes. I don't want to break my... your heart. I noticed that it was broken by someone. You might want to try and get that one back. Yeah. Uh, no, my kids are 13 and 10 now. So, like, <laughs> like uh, they'll be pushing me in, like, a jolly stroller. But uh, maybe I can push my Vishla. So Way I guess, older than me. I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll start with Mike. And I just want to ask you um, what you've noticed. Because you've been around it for a long time. And, uh, and in the last few years, it seems to be more in the general consciousness. Like, I actually I very closely remember... Um, when I'd heard that somebody from my hometown had run 50 miles and I thought there was a typo because you, know, you can't run more than 26. Yeah, you just that, can't. When that's yeah. impossible, right? Yeah. I mean, that's actually the same thing. Like, that's what got me into it is uh, I'd done the – my goal was to qualify for the Boston and run the Boston Marathon. And then I did that and uh, like, my second marathon because I didn't know you actually had to qualify. Yeah. Uh, and then – I went to this panel talk with a, a really famous guy in the trail running community, a guy named Scotty Mills. He puts on the San Diego 100 miler and yeah. a bunch of races in that area. But he had a store by my house and he told us the story about the JFK 50 miler. And I was like, not true. Like, <laughs> exactly. I was just like, that is not possible. Like I just did run a couple marathons and I was like, they don't run the whole time. Like I was like, there's no way they can run that fast for that long. And, and then it, like, sparked my interest. I was like, I'm going to go see these guys fail. Yeah. And then I actually was thinking, like, well, I've run 230, like, in a marathon. Like, if I just double that, that's – I'm going to totally win this race, too. Like, I mean, if you just double your marathon time, like, you should win. And, of course, it doesn't actually work like that. Like, anyone that's done any type of trail running realizes that it's not quite as fast as uh, on the road. And it also uh, – doesn't uh once you get around 28 30 miles like it changes and you actually have to eat and drink and like if you don't do that you don't make it very far and i sure. got passed by these guys doing like the galloway program like these old dudes and they were just passing me like i was standing still and i refused to like walk or hike or anything and uh anyhow i've learned a lot since then i went back and actually ended up winning the jfk 50 miler but what i've seen i guess to answer the question is like from the very beginning uh, there's always been a big sense of community. Like, yeah. I feel like once people come into trail running, you get this immediate acceptance that is really empowering. Like, it's it's so cool. Like, you'll be trying to kill the person next to you the entire time. But if they need water, like, you're the first person to give yeah. it to them. You're like, okay, dude, here, you need something? And, like, that doesn't happen in a lot of other things where you're pushing each other to the absolute maximum, but it's really you against the course and you against 
nature and the circumstances. And then as soon as you cross the line, like the best hugs I think I've ever had in my life are at the end of a trail run or even at like an aid station. You come in and there's people that you know have been standing out on the side of a mountain for 10 hours to see you for two seconds. Like, come on, that's amazing. Especially like I've been lucky enough to get to travel around the world and see like the differences between U.S. races and European races and races in Asia and Australia and New Zealand. But the thing that always remains the same is that sense of community and the sense of like belonging to the tribe. And I think that's really awesome. Well, let's go across the ocean for a second. Yeah. To, to, to Ian German. Uh, so, uh, and what fascinates me, you mentioned about not starting to run really until you're 25. What at 25 made you think, oh, I think I'll take this up? I just wanted to do something that would uh, give me some exercise, basically. I was living in London, and uh, I didn't get into trails immediately because it's way more easy to, to run around roads when I live in a city. But uh, I definitely noticed a, a cultural shift when I do some trail races, some road ones, that the road ones were fun, but it wasn't that quite the same sense of community. The good thing, at least in the UK, is that you get a lot of running clubs, and uh, most people remember of that, so you have a social group automatically. So even if you're not talking to everyone at a race, you at least have a group of people that you already know or you have a connection to, so there's a reason to speak to them. But on the trail side of things, one of the biggest differences, to kind of expand on what Mike said, is how um, you want to beat your competitors, but you want to beat them on their best day. Yeah. I think in a lot of sports, um, people don't care how they win. It's like, sure. if the person has a bad day, I'll take that, and that, yeah. that's all that matters. In trail running, I think... People want their competitors to do well because they're also their friends. Sure. But they want to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> well put. Well put. Uh, Camille, um, so you, you've had some uh, recent success too. You've done some pretty cool things uh, in, 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 the, in the recent past. So tell us about um, uh, what's kept you running because, uh, you know, you, you, you go back a while. And, but what, what keeps somebody coming back and doing 100 yeah. miles, especially on, the, on trails? That's, that's a great question. Um, so I, I, I've been telling people here the past couple of days that, I mean, I was going to retire from running because uh, I'd spent, like, 10 years as a marathoner and felt like I got everything out of myself as a marath- from the 5K to the marathon. And uh, I had tried ultra running the first couple of times, and it didn't go as well as I'd hoped. And I kind of said back in 2015, I was going to recommit myself to ultra running and, and train really hard for it and see what I could do. And, and that's when things started to, to happen. And uh, yeah, I mean, literally my, my third ultra, it took me three ultras to finally realize that, oh, I think I'm born to do this. And uh, I mean, uh, I, I tell people it was kind of like Billy Elliot doing ballet for the first time. <laughs> it was kind of this feeling of like, I had to go further, actually. I had to run 100K, which is the furthest I'd gone. And uh, I started catching the men during the race. And uh, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> this is kind of weird for me. And uh, But, I mean, I realized, like, this is this is kind of my calling in life. And it just felt amazing. And that's kind of what, what resurrected my running career. And, uh, yeah, and then, I mean, as far as the trail running, uh, you know, I was doing all these road alters, and everybody was like, well, why don't you try the whole trail running thing? And so, uh, so yeah, I've, I've gotten to experience that a bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for what the future holds. And I've just got so many goals to, to keep going with it. That's fantastic. Kara, my, my wife was uh, doing the sound for your podcast you did earlier, and she came back so excited about everything you had to say about it. And uh, well, one of the things that was really cool, you I mean, you've had tremendous success, obviously, at an international level um, in, in track running. And, uh, and, and now you've just started trail running. And um, Andrea talked about how you said that a big part of it for you is to realize that, wow, you know, I'm, I'm not this ultra-competitive uh, track runner anymore, but there's some really cool stuff out there for me to do now. Yeah, I think 
on that elite side of track or the roads, it is about how fast you are. And the reality is I got older and started to slow down, but I still really loved the sport and I still really loved committing myself to training for something. And when I started to think about, well, what do I want to do next? Um, I just wanted to do something really new. It's really fun and nerve wracking to be a complete newbie at something at this stage in my life in my forties. And it's the community has been so welcoming and so helpful and I mean, full disclosure, I have done one trail race, um, and it went horribly wrong, but um, I, I, got, I get it. I get caught the bug, and I, you know, like two weeks after, signed up for an, another one. I'm just excited to see where it takes me. And, and Terry, um, you don't know about getting older yet, obviously, but, um, but you can take some tips from, from, from Kara. <laughs> um, but you, um, you've obviously been an active runner yourself, and now you're, uh, you're on the organizing side of things. So, so tell me about um, your experience running, but also the transition to being um, someone who is at, on the other side of the sport. I, I just get a lot of uh, um, a lot of buzz from from actually watching other people bring into the sport. Um, so, putting on the US Trail Running Conference, then part of part of the idea behind this is to really welcome people who are maybe um, not tried trail running yet, but are interested in what the sport has to hold. Yep. Um, and uh, in which case we we offer a, a, an opportunity for them to come and uh, find out a little bit about what trail running is about. Yep. Um, find out what the buzz is. Um, and uh, one of th- one of the things I love best about trail running is that it's kind of like an an, an oasis of connectedness in a world of disconnectedness. Well, um, yeah, um, and uh, um, so I think that's why a lot of people are turning to trail running. Sure. Um, because it, it puts us in a situation where we can actually get connected with nature um, and do something that we really enjoy, which is running at the same time. I, I promised myself I wouldn't talk much. I just asked questions, but that brought something up for me about the idea of, I think a big part of what allows us to connect is it's one of the few times that we disconnect. Absolutely. You know, we're actually unplugging from everything. And I, I tell people, you know, if you're running for 24 hours, um, you can't just change the channel when something comes up in your head, right? You actually have, it's, it's really good therapy. You, yes. you have to be with it. So, so that, that breeds that camaraderie because you're out there with other people doing it as well. And we have to be present when we're running on the trails. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I want to ask you about that in a bit. We'll come back to you. But um, I know mindfulness is a big part of what you're, you're doing as well. And Peter, uh, we were talking about people who've been around it for a long time. And you said around 25 years you've been trail running, right? Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Okay, cool. So I, I'm going to ask you sort of what I asked um, uh, Mike down at the end as far as what, what you've noticed over the years as far as... Um, you know, where has the growth been? Um, has it been growth? Uh, what areas have grown? What areas haven't? Like, what, what do you notice as far as trends in trail running? More people in general are running on the trails. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, that what Terry said, they're, they're finding that it's a good way to experience nature. And we're so connected nowadays. We have, we're constantly on our phones. Uh, I bet every panelist on here is probably going to check their phone at least once while on the panel. <laughs> uh, we're too connected, I yeah, think. Yeah, sure. That's... That's a, a big problem. I mean, you look on the panel here, uh, obviously there, there's some women, but uh, the typical trail runner is a white male. Um, we're seeing trends, and Terry and I and American Trail Running Association are trying to incorporate new types of people. Joe Gray is a good example. He's an African-American uh, world champion trail runner. He is getting a new demographic into our sport. Myrna Valerio, who is uh, an atypical trail runner. She's also an African-American. There's a great documentary on the Myrnavator. Yes. Yeah, Myrna is, is a, um, she's a larger than your average runner. And um, she is motivating a, a huge group of women 
in particular that may be overweight that are scared to get on the trail because it is intimidating when you're next to a, a skinny elite trail runner. I think we're seeing trends in, hopefully we're seeing trends in getting more people that don't look like me on the trails. Um, I'm going to ask just a real specific question. We'll come back to some of the, the, the general ones, but I just want to ask each of you, um, what's your very favorite home trail? So just say where you're from and what your favorite trail to run to have a day in and day out is, and what's your favorite uh, trail somewhere far away? So Mike, you'd already mentioned the one in Israel that's probably going to be on your favorite uh, distant trails, but just uh, where you're from, what's your favorite home trail that you run re regularly, and what's your dream trail that you've been on? My uh, favorite home trail is called the Potomac Heritage Trail. It starts right by Roosevelt Island in Washington, D.C. That's where I'm based. Um, you can run that basically as far as you want. It's super technical. It's got waterfalls. It's got some like rock climbing, some kind of ledges where you're um, getting a little bit of exposure. And it's like right across from Georgetown, which is like makes it super awesome because you're like right in the city. But then you have this kind of burly experience um, that you have access to. And then uh, if you're going with like my slow brother or sister and they don't want to go back on the burly side, you can cross the bridge and run back on nice uh, towpath, which is the CNO Canal, which goes out like 184 miles. Um, so you can go as far as you want on that and cool. just crush gravel and just beautiful. And your favorite one you've traveled a long way to run? Um, I've been <laughs> I've been lucky that I've got to run all over. Uh, I'd say that probably one of the favorite places I've ever run is um, Antarctica. And I'd say that's, um, mostly trail. Uh, it's it's basically you're running on ice and snow, and uh, it's just surreal. And you just have like this backdrop of mountains all around you. And I'd say like one of my favorite moments is watch, watching the sun kind of break through those clouds and just like shoot these rays down as I was running. And I was just thinking like, I can't believe I'm here. That that right there is a great uh, answer to uh, between the lines to what why people love the trail. Just that experience you just don't get anywhere else. So, Ian, uh, same question. Uh, so, I live in Bend, Oregon, and uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite trails is the Green Lakes Trail. Uh, it goes past, as you'd expect, a load of lakes. Uh, it's right between the mountains and the high cascades. Uh, and then if you go up from there, not many people do, but you can go up Broken Top, which has the most perfect views in all of Oregon. And so, I love doing that. It's like a 14-mile out and back. Um, and also not too busy, uh, apart from one portion of it. Until people listen to this. What's that? <laughs> Until people listen to this, that's going to be the busiest trail in the world. <laughs> there's, there's enough tourists in general there, I think. Okay. But yeah, no, I absolutely love that. I, mean, I, I love mountains in general, but I also, uh, I do like my roads and deserts and everything else. So I, my favorite uh, trail in the world would also be mountains, and that would be um, around Everest Base Camp and running back down towards Kathmandu. I was lucky enough to do that about 11 years ago. I think it's quite a lot busier now, in fairness, yeah. but uh, the, the actual climbing of Everest doesn't appeal to me as much, but just the trails around there are, in, are amazing. And my favorite little thing about that was uh, I got uh, my shirt ripped by a yak horn, which <laughs> is a kind of cool type of injury to it get. Is, it is. <laughs> if your shirt's ripped, that's a good reason for it to be ripped. Exactly. That's great. I just want to mention uh, if... if we disappear in the middle of this is because we've blown away. It is so windy out here. Things are flying off the tables. This tent is held down by the biggest uh, weights I've ever seen, thank goodness. But um, th thank you. We get you. to lift those tomorrow, right? <laughs> that's right, exactly, yeah. If you're running in the beast tomorrow, that's one of the obstacles is carrying one of those weights. So, um, Camille, uh, same question. Where, where do you run on a regular basis that you absolutely yeah, love and so, where have you been? Uh, so 
so I'm, I'm originally from Oklahoma, and uh, we just moved up to Colorado. We bought a house last year, so I'm still learning the trails in Colorado, but uh, I'll talk about Oklahoma. So becoming a trail runner has made me realize that there's trails in Oklahoma, too. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising to people. I mean, there, there's trails, and it's been really fun for me to explore Oklahoma more. And so I say my favorite place is Mount Scott down at the Wichita Wildlife Refuge. Uh, there's actually bison and longhorn down there. Uh, there's this trail down there that uh, sometimes I see bison off, off on the side. Uh, but there was a, a moment back in June where uh, there was a bison on the trail. <laughs> and and I, I was barely getting phone reception at the time. And I'm texting my husband, like, what do I do? And, uh, because he was actually, my husband was on the other side uh, waiting for me at the other end of the trail. And uh, so I just sat there for a while and, like, was watching the bison take pictures and I started sweet talking to the bison and uh, he turned his head and he started walking towards me and uh, I was like I hope he doesn't start running towards me because I don't know what I'll do uh, but, he'd, rip but your, he'd rip your shirt <laughs> I don't know <laughs> It's, it's been really cool to like have free roaming bison, you know, on a trail. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's a pretty cool thing in Oklahoma. And, um, and also down at the Wichita Wildlife Refuge, it has Mount Scott, which is this, uh, road that climbs to the top of the, the mountain. And so, uh, that's how I was able to train for comrades, uh, that we have our, our one mountain in Oklahoma. And so we have to drive 90 minutes to get there. And, uh, I would just do reps up and down the mountain to, to train for comrades and, I, I'm pretty proud that I won the, the Comrades Uphill course <laughs> training in Pancake Flat, Oklahoma. <laughs> so, so having won so, the, the Comrades Uphill, would that be on your list of favorite places you've run? Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, com Comrades is on roads. So, um, okay, yeah, sure. as far as, you know, a road uh, ultra, I mean, it's... It's incredible. I mean, you climb up through the mountains, and uh, you have, like, the African savanna, and, uh, you know, it's got 25,000 people running up, up the from Durban to, to Peter Maritzburg, and, uh, and, I mean, it's there's moments where, I mean, there's, like, a million people on the course, like, cheering you on, but then there's moments where you're climbing through the mountain, and it gets really quiet and uh, peaceful, and you know, just, it's just amazing. Um, but as far as my, my favorite trail mm -hmm. around the world, I would say, uh, the Cliffs of Moher on the West coast of Ireland is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the wind right now. I mean, it, there's moments where you feel like you're going to get blown off the ledge and, uh, you've got these straight down cliffs and it's green and, uh, it's just, I mean, it makes your it makes your heart melt. Like it's just so incredible. That's fantastic. So this isn't really a fair question for you, Kara, because like you say, you've, you've wow, only really wow. run, run one trail ever. But now you know what you have to look forward to, right? Yeah, but, for but sure. But you, you have to have tra trained a bit on trails. So tell us about where you run at home. Um, <laughs> so sad and boring. Um, there's a trail in Boulder called Lions Lair, yep. and I'm being a road athlete. I'm used to just running from my door and not necessarily driving somewhere. So from my door to the top of Cenitas up Lions Lair is five miles, and so it's ten miles round trip. So I probably do that like once a week. So it's not sexy, but um, that's my the trail I run the most. Again, though, it's all relative because to most people in the world, Boulder is pretty sexy, especially it, well, running it in is, Boulder. Yeah. It's a pretty cool so place. Sexy. Where are you um, looking forward to running? Where do you want to run? Oh, I want to run all over, but I will say as a track athlete, I used to base in the summer in San Moritz mm -hmm. and there are beautiful trails there and I would do, they're very runnable. Mm -hmm. Um, and now that I've like 
challenge myself more on the trails, I'd love to go back and run those again. Through a whole different lens now. Yeah, totally different lens. And not cool. be afraid to climb up a little bit. That's fantastic. Terry, let's hear some of your stories. Where, 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 where do you run now, and where's your best place, favorite place you run? So where I run now, uh, Limba Pine Trail, which is uh, five minutes away from my front door um, in Estes Park in Colorado. Uh, it's a really mellow trail. It has a mixture of uh, gravel, rocks, roots. Uh, often see elk, deer, moose. Uh, rabbits, birds. Um, I can take my dog running with me, um, and we play together on the trails. We we whoop and we holler, and he barks and runs on ahead and comes back. And uh, it's just a, a really magical place, and um, love love being there. Um, my my <laughs> my favorite place anywhere in the world is actually very different. Um, I'm thinking about the uh, the New Forest in Hampshire, um, back in England. There you go. I don't know if you ever ran there, but uh, um, as a as a kid, as a boy, um, we used to go to uh, to Bournemouth every summer, um, and then my grandparents would drive us into the New Forest, and it was it's it's just a beautiful place, um, and it's just very green, lush, and I couldn't wait for the car door to open, and I would just get out the car and run, um, and so any of the trails there um, takes me back to uh, to being a kid again. You took us all back. That's a great description. Peter. So you shouldn't have made me think about this now because it's like asking someone, which is your favorite child? The more I thought about it, Katie. I'm like, ooh, I have a lot of <laughs> Sorry, Jack. <laughs> oh, man, you have the answer. Um, I grew up in Southern California, a city called Whittier, and I grew up running. Luckily, I had this amazing set of network of trails right at my backyard and um, that's where I got my start so that's why I fell in love with trail running I currently live in Manitou Springs Colorado uh, right at the base of Pikes Peak so in my opinion I think we have the best trails in the world sorry panelists Um, uh, yeah so from my doorstep I can be uh, can gain 7,815 feet in a matter of 14 miles and be at the top of Pikes Peak you can see Kansas. There's not much there, but you can see it. You can see the curvature of the Earth. So flat Earthers, sorry. Uh, it's got to go up to the top of Pikes Peak to find that out. Um, yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, I have lots of places. But one of my greatest experiences is running from the Chamonix Valley in France up to the Bassons Glacier. And then you traverse across to uh, Mer de Glace Glacier and some of the most spectacular scenery you'll ever see in your life. It's just breathtaking. I know a few people have been there. Uh, it's, yeah, it's hard to describe. It looks like a, a, a set of a Steven Spielberg movie. That's awesome. It just doesn't look real. I, I wasn't going to answer this one myself, but I, I want to give two shout-outs. One is uh, my, where I run every, not every day, but where I run uh, is uh, my wife has 50 acres of beautiful forest across from her home in Halliburton, Ontario. And it's uh, it's absolutely awesome. You go out and there's creeks and uh, deer everywhere, and it's it's and it's right. It literally is home, and you can walk across the street and run. And uh, and I want to give a shout out to Josue Stevens because my favorite place I've run is in Nicaragua at Fuego y Agua. He has that incredible uh, race there that some of you have been to, and those of you who haven't should. Um, the next question I want to ask was, um, and, and you touched on a little bit about new people coming into the sport. And uh, something that I've, I've been fascinated by, my experience is a little bit different when you mentioned about it mostly being uh, white men. It's funny in Canada, um, the the couple of ultras that I've done, I found there were as many women as men. I thought that was actually amazing. So maybe we're just ahead of the curve on, on that one little bit. But um, Canada is with a lot of things. <laughs> we do our best. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> no need to apologize. 
but who who do you guys see coming into the sport and 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 why and and I guess part of it would be um like for example uh, are there are there kids are parents introducing their kids to it um you're mentioning about uh, different demographics you know people from different ethnicities are coming into it and and I think uh, maybe the sport's growing beyond where it started and so so that's kind of just an open question I'll throw it out there and not, everyone doesn't have to answer it but anyone who wants to who do you see coming into the sport and and, and why are you excited about that I, I see Camille leaning right in. I think women, yeah. women coming into the sport. I mean, for me to, to get into the sport, I mean, I saw the, like, women marathoners like Magdalena Belay and Michelle Yates and uh, Casey Lichtig. I mean, they were making that transition from the marathon, and, you know, I followed them on, on social media, and I thought it was really cool to, you know, see what they were doing. And I was like, yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. I think I'd like to try that. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, just seeing, you know, women like that that are transitioning, I mean, it's it's really upping the level of competitiveness. Uh and yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's a fun time right now for, for women in trail running and ultra running. And yeah, we just keep raising the bar. Absolutely. Two, two quick things that come up on that. One, um, uh, social media, when you mentioned that and the idea that, you know, somebody who came out and ground through the Western States Marathon and then or Western, Western, Western States and then went back to uh, explain it to somebody, it's pretty hard to capture it. Whereas now, you know, you've got the unbelievable picture and you can see what they went through. And, you know, some of these places you guys have described, when you post that now, somebody else can say, I have to go there, although you all described it beautifully. Um, and then the other thing you mentioned about um, about with women, and and I've read so much about how, especially at longer distances, the gap between women, women men and women starts to shrink. You know, in in the in the hundred meter, uh, proportionally, it's a, a big difference. Whereas a hundred miles, I, I read recently, who was it? Uh, there was a woman who very recently won a hundred miler outright or hundred kilometer outright. It was kind of a big deal. <laughs> me or Courtney? Uh, yeah, pro probably both of us. I mean, sure. we've both been winning. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my first hundred miler, I won it out right. And, uh, and I joked that it was really weird for me <laughs> to be winning a race. And uh, it felt, it, to me, it felt like I was being chased by a lion. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like it was almost a survival thing. It was really strange. Um, but I mean, it, it gave me adrenaline. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was just digging really deep to not get eaten by the lion. <laughs> but that's, that's amazing. And I think that'll be inspiring for people. And then also, um, what age would you guys say that, that trail runners tend to peak? You know, it's, it's not 19 like it would be or 13 in gymnastics or something like that. Like from your guys' experience and those of you who competed at a high level, what, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hit you to that one. What, what age would you say that... On, uh, on how far you're talking about, if you're talking sure. about like a 5K on the trails, yeah. it's still going to be a 30-year-old or, or something similar like you mm -hmm. get on the track. But with the longer distances, there's a lot of other factors that come into it. And as all of us see every day, um, there's obviously more mental toughness that comes into it. There's more tactics... There's uh, just a, a lot more endurance that doesn't fade as quickly as the top end speed. Sure. So if you're doing a 100-mile race, you're not as close to your VO2 max, to your really high threshold running. So you can peak later. In, and you see uh, some major races where there's really hardcore course records. The records are done by people even in their 40s. So yeah. like uh, the Leadville Trail 100-miler, the fastest two people at that race ever, both in their 40s. That's so phenomenal. there's definitely scope for people to, uh, and uh, looking at Kara here, that Kara can get out there and get some course records, I think. Sure, absolutely. What do you think of that? I'm going to put Kara on the spot. What do you think of that? Is that inspiring for you? Is that motivating for you? It is motivating, but I have to say my allure of the trails is that I don't have to look at my watch anymore. Sure. And that I don't have to hold myself to this. I spent 28 years of my life checking my splits, literally, yeah. from 12 until I was 40. And so what's exciting to me is that I can actually, for the first time in my life, let go of that 
and just be present where I am. And it's more about the accomplishment of the day. And, and, and I'm no longer rating myself based on what my watch says. Sure. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that brought something up for me too, is the idea that, um, I could never go out on a course and run against, um, Carl Lewis or Ben Johnson and then have them high five me on my way by. Right. Whereas when you're running a hundred miler, especially if it's an out and back, out and back, there's one in Halliburton and it's 25 out and back twice. And it's so cool because the, the leaders who are incredible athletes are just as happy for me at the back of the pack, high fiving on the way by in both directions. And, and you really feel like you're there with them. Like you, you actually are part of the same race and part of the same community. And so, um, you know, trail running isn't just for the elite athletes and, uh, you know, if you're talking about 100, 100 meters, once you're not world-class anymore, you're not, you're not going out and doing it in your 30s. You're not getting together with your friends and just say, let's just go run 100 meters. But, um, but with trail racing, um, you, you can. And like you say, you don't have to be looking at your watch. You don't have to be competitive. That, that's pretty spectacular, actually. You can redefine what you choose to focus on as success. Like, that's the cool thing about it is, like, okay, maybe it, I'm, I didn't win, but, like, this is the best I'm going to be able to do on this day. Yeah. And, like, what we were saying about older athletes, I think, comes into play, too, is, like, I think what also matters is, like, it's a sport that's, like, I didn't grow up a 12-year-old runner, but I'm still able to be competitive, whereas maybe if I was trying to run 100 meters, like, maybe I would have had to start earlier. And, like, it's got a lot of room for growth, I think, um, and there's a lot of things that go into it besides, like, just being fast or naturally talented and gifted and then hardworking. Like, I think if you're willing to put it the time and effort in, like it's attainable for most people um, and it's achievable and you can define success how you want. And you can keep improving for a long, long time, which is very yeah. motivating. Right. Yeah. Um, that actually brings something up to me. I was talking to Josue earlier about um, sort of the evolution of, um, you know, with Spartan having got into, I'm not just, he was saying that in triathlon and in um, OCR, it's elite level and it's open level and it's, um, uh, age groups and everything's broken down to these micro competitive uh, slots. And he said, you know, in trail running, you're all just there to run. And, you know, you might be elite and I might be old and somebody else might be open, but we're all in the exact same category. And so I, I think that's pretty cool too, is that it, um, I know what my best time on that course is. And so I still have something to go after. Right. It doesn't have to be, to be number one in my age group, for example. But it doesn't, I mean, that is kind of fun though. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, just wanted to add, add something more to that. That uh, um, I think it's also really useful to remember that um, that running trails is where our ancestors came from. Sure. Um, so we're going back to, to something that's really natural for us. Yeah. Um, so thinking about running a hundred meter race or a two twenty or whatever four hundred meter race, whatever it is, that's kind of an artificial distance, or sure. an artificial environment. Um, whereas with trail running, then um, it's it's again coming back to a, a connection to nature. Yep. Um, and then. It doesn't really matter, you know, what what pace we're running. Um, it's it's then about enjoying the experience, um, being out there, and being alive. Yeah, absolutely. And there there have been a number of documentaries the last few years and books and and everything about exactly that and the whole idea that this is really recapturing something that's very primal to us. Yeah, I had a great experience this past weekend. I put on a a race, Xterra trail race, and uh, I had a woman come up to me. She was probably in her seventies. She ran it with her son, and she said, this is my, my first race ever. And I said, oh, your first trail race, that's great. And she said, no, my first race, period. And for her to have that experience with her son uh, and to come away and you know, smiling, and she's that, she said, I'm going to do this again. So that was a, 
made me feel really good after all the stress of directing a race. I, I want to come down uh, the panel again. I'll start at the far end. Um, so I'll start with Mike. And if you were to say to somebody, you know, from my experience, this is why you should trail run. What's the one reason? Uh, that's an interesting question. I think the one reason that I would give for trail running is because it's an opportunity to try something unique. Like it's a, it's an opportunity to be out there doing something you, if you've never done it before, like you're going to, you're going to have a, a really incredible time. You're going to find uh, that it's a lot different than what you expect. It's not going to have, uh, and I was going to say this a little bit earlier, you're not going to have any point of reference and like running on one trail, like Kara's trail is completely different than my trail is completely different to Ian's trail, Terry's trail, Peter's trail. And so like when you run uh, on the roads, you know, a six minute mile on the road is a six minute mile on the road, but a 10 minute mile up this cliff that we're looking at here is ridiculously fast. But like if you told somebody that they'd have no idea. And so like you get to redefine exactly what it is to be out there for you. And I think, um, you have an opportunity to do something really uh, powerful, and but it is it is going to be a learning curve. I think like the biggest thing for me was like focusing a lot more. Like then when I was running roads, you can kind of zone a yeah. little bit more left and foot, just right foot, left foot, right. Uh, foot. But you have to be completely present almost the entire time, and it takes uh, some fortitude to build up the endurance mentally to be able to do that. To like after 12 hours to be like, am I really picking up my feet? Because that rock looks like it's pretty small, but then you trip and fall and hit your face and you're like, Oh, actually I'm not picking up my feet at all. And so like to be able to build up that stamina, but like you got to start somewhere. And I think why not? I mean, like the worst case is you stop and walk and go home, you know? Ian, what, what, what's the reason you tell somebody they should go run a trail? I, I would say that a lot of it comes down to just being able to uh, explore and, and really feel what the world is like. Um, a, a great example of this is I look at something like the Grand Canyon. You can run rim to rim to rim, and that's about 42, 45 miles. So some people will do that as a hiking trip for over several days, and they've got to carry all this gear. If you get into trails, and admittedly this is more extreme stuff, is more ultras, but if you get into that and you start getting the skill set and the fitness to do it, you can get out into nature in a way that you can't in other ways. It allows you to get much deeper into whatever your surroundings are near your home or where you travel, whether it's mountains, canyons, whatever. And you can just see things that you otherwise wouldn't. I actually sometimes I'll get to the top of a mountain and think I'm so lucky that I've been able to, uh, to get to a level of fitness that I can enjoy this kind of thing. And it's not like it's a particularly high level to do that, but you do have to train for it. And I think that that's something that m most people miss out on. They don't get the experience of going up the top of a mountain and being on their own there and just seeing the peace, peaceful, quiet, beautiful views or being in the middle of, of nature, miles and miles away from a trailhead. Most people, they can see, you know, they park in Yosemite Valley, they do the quarter of a mile hike, and that's their experience of nature. And you get so much more if you become a trail runner. Camille? Yeah, um, I, I think the beauty is really what inspires me to, to do it. Um, my second trail race uh, was at the White River 50 Miler, and uh, so you have to climb up the, the mountain twice, and we got above the clouds, and I mean, I looked out, and I started crying, <laughs> and I mean, I was crying like the first 15 or 20 miles because it was so beautiful, and I mean, when you're in a road race, you don't get moved like that by the beauty, and so, I mean, it was like the most 
moving experience in my life. And I finished the race and went home crying. And like, I'm crying on the plane going home. And I actually ended up quitting my day job three days later <laughs> because I said, I want this to be, be a bigger part of my life. I want to be in the mountains. I want to do this like as part of my life. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, trail running <laughs> really moves you in a lot of ways. I would say that, I mean, I was an accomplished track and road athlete, and it was still very intimidating for me to move to the trails because social media has its benefits. Like you were saying, people can see the Western states, but that's also very intimidating for a person who just runs around in their neighborhood. So I would just say it's okay to be intimidated. I am still intimidated. Um, But kind of a combination of what Mike and Ian said is that you really disconnect. And because you have to pay attention, you really can't think about anything but where you are in that moment. And there's something really beautiful about that. And then also just connecting with the nature that you just never would if you were running around in the neighborhood. Kind of what Camila was saying too, you come to the top of a mountain or you come to an open meadow. And it's just, it is so striking of where you are in the world and you just really connect in a different way that you never would. Terry. Um, I would say, uh, I would say close your eyes and just imagine you're having the most fun you can have on two legs, or maybe one leg, um, depending on how many legs you have. But um, the just enjoy the experience. Um, it's uh, um, it's an amazing place to be, and um, you know, just think back to to when you were a child and you were able to to run free um, and really enjoy yourself and be connected with nature. Wow. Hard act to follow. <laughs> well, since Ian took my, a uh, few people took my nature plug. Running, especially out in the trails, it's, in my opinion, the best therapy you can get, the best drug I've ever experienced. Of course, I haven't done acid, so <laughs> I can't speak to that. Um, it's, uh, it's, I've written the best poems in my head while on a trail run. I've, I've written my most incredible articles, and then I get home and I said, oh, I should have recorded that. But the point was to live in the moment and experience it while you're out there. It's something else. It does something, not only nature, you're experiencing nature, but uh, you're also improving your mind. It's a way to decompress, especially in our current day and age where we're, we're stuck to a screen most of the time. Absolutely. The one that I want to add in closing is the people that you meet. And this is a great example. Like I would never have had the opportunity to sit with this incredible group of people. And I just think that in terms of meeting a welcoming, amazing group of people at all skill levels and and all demographics and all income levels and everything else, I I can't think of another sport in the world that is going to introduce just so many people so quickly that you'll run into again, you know, see you guys again. It's like, yeah, yeah, I remember you. And, and uh, that, that to me, that's, that's the, the biggest thing. When, um, the, the race in Halliburton that I've gone back to a few years, um, the Halliburton 100, and you, you just, you get there, and I haven't seen this person in a year, but you remember them from the year before because you have something very cool in common. So I want to thank all of you for being here. Um, like I said, it seemed like a bit of a reunion where a lot of you hadn't seen each other in a while, and that was really, really cool. Yeah. And uh, I hope to see you all again. I, I, I did get the tap a couple seconds ago to tell me we had 10 minutes. It's been nine, so I think that's probably a perfect place to wrap up. Does anyone have anything they want to throw in that I haven't, that I haven't let them? Just one other thing I want to mention, just being around this whole Spartan uh, environment for the last day or so and seeing people, new people coming to it and seeing how excited they all are, I think that's fundamentally what appealed to me about running in the first place and particularly trail running more than roads. It's just that it's something that can really inspire you and, and really get you 
excited, like Camille was saying, you know, crying about how beautiful it was. And that's the kind of thing we all need to look for in life. And it doesn't have to be running. It could be something else. But finding the things in life that can make you really passionate about them and that you really care about. And for us, obviously, obviously trail running is, is a big part of that. But I think that applies probably to most people. I just want to say, like, it feels like we're almost saying, like, trail running's better than regular running. And I'm not, I'm not I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give that presentation. Like, I, I, I feel as, like as it's a, ca- a as different. A cav- as a caveat, I want to mention the first time I ever met Mikey was running on a treadmill uh, for the world record on a, on a boat. So right. there are definitely and other so kinds like, of running. I, I'm definitely all for just any type of activity. And running is one of my preferred activities. And trail running, I think, is a great compliment to that. So like, uh, I don't want us to feel like elitist, like, Oh, you shouldn't run or, you know, regular stuff. Like there's, I think a, a lot of value to be had there, but I think this is like something it's like, why not try it? I mean, it's, yeah. it's got so many great things to offer. So it, it, it's, just to clarify, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with that, and, and to, to tie it into trail, when I have friends who say, but running's boring. I say, but yet you haven't run on a trail then. And so it's, it's like I, one of you said about how you have to be present. You can't not be present. And, you know, when you are running on the road, it's like, okay, how much further, how much further? But when you're running on a beautiful trail, you're not how much further, how much further. You're like, well, what's this next step going to mean? You know what's really rad, and I don't know if you guys have ever got to this place, and usually this precipitates a massive fall, but when <laughs> when you're, like, running and flowing and you're like, I am the man, and you're, like, cruising over logs and roots and jumping and, like... I'm invincible. Yeah, you're invincible, <laughs> and, like, as soon as I start to get like that, you get humbled so quickly, and you are eating dirt, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember now. Uh, but, like... It is, and it is, and there's been states where I've been like that for like 15, 20, 30 miles, and I'm like, I am invincible, like, awesome, and then, yeah, you're not. But Mike like, Wardian's crushing it, and then yeah. Mother Nature says, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or why don't we have some hail now? So we might have that tomorrow, actually. We are going to have some tomorrow. Yeah. Spe- speaking of weather, we have locked out. Suddenly our tent is not flying away. It's gorgeous. Thank you very much to this yeah. audience, the biggest audience of the entire weekend. <laughs> Dynamite. Thank you all very, very, very much for being here. This has been great. I hope this got you thinking. Reach out to us on Instagram at Spartan Up Podcast. We want to know, do you run trails yet? Are you thinking about it? If you're not, what's stopping you? And if you are, what do you love about it?